Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all of the pop culture you may have missed this week. Brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Victoria Bertin. And I'm your host, Mikkel Snyder. What's up, Mikkel? How's your week been? It has, in fact, been a week that has, in (laughs) fact, been part of a month, which, in fact, has been part of a year, which, in fact, has been part of, like, three years when you think about it at this point. Mikkel dropping facts on us today. You know, time is just it's just so weird, and like the constant progression of it is entirely predictable, but also very unsettling still. I know there have already been kind of like studies done on how like mental time dilation works when you're in the middle of a panini, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I feel like that is going to now be like a major that you can have in college so it's it's going to be funny even that right because like there are going to be people doing the dissertations which is sort of like i'm going to study march of 2020 and then their advisor is going to be like hold on now hold on you want to do the entire month of march no we can't we can't (laughs) let you do that to yourself like choose a day choose a day Mm -hmm. and like speaking of like choosing things uh i want to do yet another round of mad lips and news headlines because finding finding joy in the absurdity that is happening around us is is a coping mechanism that i've I've enjoyed since we started doing it so are you ready for five rounds victoria i'm here for it i'm here for it so uh same same rules as last time except no points this is just you figuring out which of these things relying on your memory and whatnot so Attempting. Yes. Attempting. So let us <laughs> let us go. Number one, uh, Times Square in the ever-crowded New York City has announced construction of this tourist attraction that will keep spinning. Oh no! I mean, there's no there's no answer to this that is good. <laughs> no. no um. I feel like. So I've got three answers in my head. Okay. One is merry-go-round. Okay. Which seems like, I feel like there's just like a Pennywise thing going in my head. Probably not that. Okay. Um, The other two, which seem more viable, would be a carousel. Mm Mm-hmm. Or a Ferris wheel. Mm-hmm. Oh, also they could do like one of those terrible like moving walkway things. Oh, I didn't God, even think that about would that. Be awful. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with even though Ferris wheel seems like an over the top ridiculous thing that could fit here. I think that Carousel makes the most sense for their kind of like we're New York vibe. I'm gonna go with a Carousel. You, you were so close. You, you should have stuck oh, with no. the Ferris wheel vibe because that, that is what they announced. Yeah. yeah. Was a Ferris wheel? Yeah. I just, I mean... It makes no sense. It makes no sense. It's so... There's no room and safety. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. This makes sense. It doesn't, but let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two. 
Amazon Studios announced that this blockbuster actor is teaming up with the Chainsmokers to produce Clean Air, a romantic comedy set in the world of NASCAR. <laughs> Did I break you? Why? It's not even... It's all of the separate parts. (laughs) Like, I don't know which is worse. The Chainsmokers producing clean air. Or a rom-com in the world of NASCAR. But do you know who the actor they're teaming up with is? (gasps) Does it matter? (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's even funnier when we add that final bit of context on top. Ah, okay. Alright, um, can I ask for a hint? Uh, maybe? Yes, yes. So my question is, my question is, is this, like, in the genre of actors that I would typically think of, like Will Ferrell, like that kind? Or is this, like, a, oh no, Chris Evans is doing... A weird piece in the Middle East thing. It's it's kind of it's kind of an in between here, right? Because this actor has oh, a very I... expansive uh, filmography. So, oh lord, I will say that uh, he has been in a romantic comedy before. He's been in several <laughs> before, but he's also been in sci-fi franchises as well, and he's been on TV. I'm gonna. I I have no idea. I'm gonna go with Alan Tudyk. No, it's Will Smith. Wait. I'm sorry, the last word of this was NASCAR, right? Yes, that that was in fact the last word. But yeah, Will Smith is teaming up with the Chainsmokers. Because I I don't know. It's just funny at this point. So he's currently playing Venus and Serena's dad. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. And a documentary about, like... You know, like, black power and, like, the, like, black girl magic, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We'll take away the fact that we're centering a man in this, but that's fine. (laughs) And now we're gonna go to rom-com in the world of NASCAR. Yeah, I got nothing Perfect trajectory. Yeah, Yeah, it makes, Mm -hmm. it makes no sense. Alright, what's number three? I don't, I don't know, Mikhail. (laughs) I don't know if I can get through five. We're gonna get there. We are going to get there, so... Right, yep. So this week, The Guardian reported that this furry critter has, and I quote, infiltrated one of the richest gated communities in Argentina, and they have destroyed manicured lawns, bitten dogs, and caused traffic accidents. I mean, I feel like we need a button and a meme for whatever (laughs) critter this is. Because I am on its side. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I feel like the first thought is raccoons, but if raccoons are biting dogs, that would be bad in the way of, like, rabies. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing not that. Maybe destroying lawns. Uh, Where is this? Is this... Argentina. oh, Oh, it's in Argentina. Oh, okay. All of the things I'm thinking of maybe need a little bit more cold than that. Whatever Argentina's version of, like, gophers are, or, like... No, I'll, I'll take that as an answer, because the answer is the capybara. 
They're my favorite. I didn't know they could like come. I mean, obviously they can come on land. They are, in fact, semi-aquatic mm-hmm. animals. I love capybaras. Yeah. Um, and I am totally down for them destroying all of the things. Yes. And now I just want a picture of a capybara like with a lawn gnome in its mouth. I think there might be a picture of that somewhere. Well, we'll, we'll That's circle back. Amazing. We'll circle back. So that also is more terrifying in that, like, capybaras are generally the size of dogs. Like, I oh, thought this was like large. a little squirrel, like just harassing dogs no. and like ankle biting. Like, no, this is critter no. might have been misleading <laughs> um, because I forgot how how big they are. Critter is fun. They are technically rodents. Yes. So. Uh, I like number three. I like number three, Macau. Okay, so uh, this one is is the is the partner to this in that it's animal related, but this one's less fun. Okay. Um, but <laughs> Rudus reported that this critter became the first uh, world's first to contract COVID. Um, it's it's significantly larger than a critter. Um, <laughs> it is a mammal. It is a mammal. Okay. And if it helps, it's the U.S. that reported that this animal became the world's first of its kind to contract COVID. Because what a timeline. I mean, my general first thought, until you said it was larger than a critter, Mm -hmm. would be, like, some lapdog somewhere. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Where, like, the owner, like, feeds it out of their mouth. That seems like a thing that would happen in the U.S. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but then you said it was large. You know what? Let's go with horses. By the way, people aren't horses. Don't take horse medicine. <laughs> I like the train of thought, but the answer was deer. There's nothing. There's nothing more to be said about that. Um, uh, deer don't even interact with humans. That's so... Oh, the U.S. is the worst sometimes. We're gonna we're gonna end with what I hope is an easy one. Ready? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. This beloved franchise of a 1980 sports film is expanding its universe in two mediums: a 2022 musical pre-Broadway run and a fifth season of its sequel series on Netflix. I just love that pre-Broadway is a thing. Sure. Um. <laughs> Okay, I have a guess here. I'm a little thrown off by sports film because I feel like that's not what it would traditionally be categorized as. That's fair. That's fair. But I did see this and think, Mikkel's going to talk about this. So I'm, and it matches with fifth season, I think on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're, they all meld together now sure. on a streaming service. So, I'm going to go with Cobra Kai. Yes, indeed. Yay. So, I would I would classify The Karate Kid as a sports movie insofar as martial arts being sports adjacent. There's a tournament arc, you know? Yeah, for sure. I just I f- I feel like I always think of it as a martial arts film. That's that's fair. I think that's reasonable. I think that would be too much of a of a dead giveaway though. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah. And I do think it is one like Normally, it's the sports film genre that's like, you don't count as a sport. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like in the martial arts case, martial arts, like, we don't want to be with you. <laughs> that is fair. But yes, the Karate Kid is getting a musical run because that, that <laughs> makes sense. And then, yeah, so ahead of its fourth season premiering this December, they announced that there is a fifth season in the works. I am excited. It's all great. So that, that rounds out uh, this episode's uh, Mad Libs of News Headlines. They did what now? Uh, thank you yeah, for playing. Yeah. I appreciate you very much. Uh, two of them made me happy. <laughs> so, you know. And some of them will just work themselves out. Um, <laughs> we'll see how many angry people before that Ferris wheel in Times Square <laughs> gets just overturned by a mob of people. Not even like, we decided this is a bad idea. Just people pushing it over. Or dismantling it in the middle of the night. It'll be fine. Um, okay, so because the world is the world... And because this week was, at least for me, the first full week of school at both of the colleges that I am kind of, like, associated with, it has been a really long week. And so when I was looking through the poll this week, I just wanted stuff that was going to make me happy. So I've got three things that made me very happy in chronological order of how, theoretically, without more delays, they will be released. So the first is September 1st, which, like you said, is like in three days. Oh, God, stop. Four days? Oh, no. I don't know. It's very close. It's very close. Before we record again, September 1st, Disney Plus will be releasing Doug Days. Which is a spin-off series from Up. Can I just tell you that I've never watched Ups without crying. Ever. Is it, it possible? It has never been a successful endeavor. I don't think it's possible. I also cry I, every time I watch Up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so Doug is the little golden retriever that they give the uh, like speech collar to who, you know, helps them save the day, right? Mm -hmm. And Doug is amazing. Definitely. Sorry. (laughs) Fair. Totally fair. Love Doug. Uh, And I can't imagine that this will be anything but, like, feel good and happy. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, so it is going to be Doug living with Carl and getting into shenanigans and Russell will be there because you can't have a an up-based show without Russell. So, I'm super excited about that. Uh, and I need some I need some good feels. So that's good. Uh, then, we skip to November. So, November 19th, supposedly, again, hopefully no more delays. Netflix will be dropping Cowboy Bebop, the live-action series. I am trying to hold myself back a little bit from being super excited because anime transitioning into live action traditionally has been on a spectrum of bad but they released new photos like first look photos that look really good honestly just at least in 
kind of like the physical settings and the castings obviously we've known for a while, but John Cho as Spike Spiegel does in fact work really well. So I'm kind of excited for that. And they've also announced just like an entire line going through, I think the middle of 2022 of other related things that they are going to be dropping. For some reason, they're pushing that Cowboy Bebop like comeback, which I'm fine with because I'm a Bebop fan, but there's going to be a prequel novel. There's going to be a new run of comic books. Uh, it sounded like they were going to... I We knew that they were bringing back the original composer, so it sounds like they're going to be dropping a standalone soundtrack as well, and then a companion making of series. So all of that sounds super cool, and I'm excited for it. Hopefully it won't let me down. Hopefully it'll be great. And then last but not least, because I am the goth that I am, we got more news about Wednesday, which is Tim Burton's venture into live action with a Adams Family spinoff. It's going to be sometime in 2022 on Netflix. We got more casting news. I'm not sure if we officially said yet that uh, Luis Guzman was going to play Gomez, but Catherine Zeta-Jones is going to play Morticia, which is an awesome casting. We also got a lot of other people who are going to be in the high school. It's kind of feeling a little CW Sabrina. (laughs) We'll see. It could be good. I'm excited for it. I'm going to check it out. The other uh, casting that I was really, really excited about was Ricky Lindholm as a therapist, like the the town therapist. Uh, If you don't know Ricky Lindholm, I know her from Garfunkel and Oates, which is a thing you should totally look up in YouTube. Good days. If you are over 18. Good times. And she's absolutely hilarious. And like... Every character I've seen her as is the worst character I would ever want for a therapist, <laughs> and that makes this casting absolutely gold for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited about that. And those are my happy things. Those are those are very good happy things, and I'm also happy about about these things. Um, <laughs> Doug Days looks really great from like the 30 second short. It looks very happy and. It's Doug, and Doug is just good because dogs are good, and there's not much more. Doug's to a good dog. He's such a good, good dog. dog. Uh, <laughs> the Netflix Cowboy Bebop uh, photo drop was like confidence-inspiring in a way that I wasn't right. ready for. Like John Cho looks really good as Spike Spiegel. Like, oh my god! Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how, but like they translated his hair, and it makes sense. Like. Is that possible? Can that be done? It's wild. One of the funniest things about that drop, though, is that, like, everyone was asking, like, where is Ayn? And then it's just, it's sort of like, he's on the second set of photos. Like, the first photo just shows, like, three of the principal cast. And then in another set, there's the corgi that is Ayn. I'm curious that we haven't seen any photos of Ed yet. We know Ed is in the series because they have to be in the series because... They're Ed, so yeah. We'll, we'll we'll see how that turns out. And as far as the Netflix Wednesday ca- casting, uh, Catherine Zeta Jones as Morticia is inspired. So oh yeah, there's not much more to be said. It's sort of like, how has this not been done before? For sure. 
I guess we need to talk about one more thing to fulfill to fulfill the episodic format that we have structured. And uh, I'm not sure if you Let's do it. <laughs> I'm not sure you saw this headline earlier, but I've been thinking about this headline ever since it happened two days ago. This was two days ago when this was announced. Mm-hmm. So imagine you're waking up on a Thursday, and this is a, a tweet that you see out in the wild. Celebrate the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in March through time, a new experience in Fortnite Creative. It's such a sentence, isn't it, Victoria? I mean, so I'm trying to look at this positively, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I guess we can look at it as Hollywood is spreading its like, well-intentioned caucasity throughout the year and not just limiting it to Black History Month? Yeah. That's good, question mark? Yeah, so let's talk about this in a little more detail. So uh, Time Magazine did a giant collaboration with a bunch of uh, developers for Fortnite Creative, a bunch with a bunch of uh, backers. So they have the... American Family Insurance Company, they have the Disabled Museum of African American History, and then quote, the estates of Martin Luther King Jr. That's in quotation marks because intellectual property is always very weird. So, to explain what this is, it is a virtual experience where you log in with your character and you can basically go to a digital museum that is, that's basically a like, showcase of modern Luther King's, like, ideology. They have his speech playing on in the background. So, like, on, on like, a base, like, let us assumed, like, not horrible intent, like, this this makes some semblance of sense, right? Like, Fortnite is incredibly popular with, with kids. Like, kids learn via interactive media. So, like, the, there is, like, a train of thought that, like, is not entirely, entirely awful. So, if, like, this is a, a decent way to get this messaging out to a very large audience of young, impressionable children. So, like, like the intent was good, right? Like, there was intent, and there was sort of like, this, this makes some semblance of sense. But then, <laughs> you, see, you see photos of what's actually happening in the exhibit, and, like, one of the most wild ones I saw was, like, a xenomorph and Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty staring at a, a plaque. And that, that was one of the tamer things that came out of of the whole experience that is happening. Um, and people could still emote and people could still teabag. And one of the uh, one of the things about Fortnite Creative is that it also shows tips for Fortnite Battle Royale. So like you you get tips about how to use weaponry while exiting the, the experience. So yeah, uh, I think video games can be used in an a pedagogical manner. I think there is room, and I think we've seen that before with Minecraft, uh, teaching programming, and Assassin's Creed, which stripped away all of its combat in order to make, like, a walk-in tour of various historical sites. So, like, we know it can be done, but I don't think Fortnite was the right platform to try this in. I hate all of this. Yeah. Yeah. This is on the same level as, like, let's recreate this dead person's voice or, like, make a hologram of this dead person without the consent of anyone around them. Mm -hmm. 
that seems like a fine, like, this is on the same level for me. And I, I have a problem with Fortnite in general. Not the gameplay, necessarily. Mm-hmm. But the thing about crossover events is you do crossover events when your audiences are already a crossover, right? When mm-hmm. your audiences already, a majority of them consume both media, and therefore, if you cross them over, you are getting this, you are getting the same job, maybe a little bit more, and everybody understands all of those inside jokes, and so then you can make more inside jokes, mm-hmm. right? The thing that I dislike about Fortnite in its microtransactions is that it just pulls things from pop culture regardless of audience. And what that means a lot of times is that you get... Take the Xenomorph, for example. (laughs) The general age of Fortnite players is not that of which I would think can, should, or has experienced Aliens or the Alien franchise. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So they're just like, oh, this thing looks cool, completely out of context. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a larger issue with the Fortnite kind of like skin thing anyway. But then to bring in a non-fictional very serious thing into this as well I think is highly problematic and also just, yes Fortnite, I get that they put it in creative, which I'm assuming is like the place where you can't kill things, Mm -hmm. but that's like like I doubt many people are just playing in Fortnite creative like, the Fortnite thing is Battle Royale Mm -hmm. so we have this incredibly incredibly violent thing not that I think violence in video games is bad I just don't think it goes with Martin Luther King Jr. like I feel like you wouldn't put Gandhi in like a game about eating like it just I bleh, bleh. that's my feelings I hate it I feel like that that is the the most succinct analogy right like you wouldn't put in a a figure in something that is like diametrically opposed to what this figure stood for. <laughs> yep. 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 So yep. Uh, I I thought about putting that in the the Mad Lib section, but it was it, it it needed to be impacted a little bit more than just gawking at the the audacity of of folks trying to like do things. And again, like I'm sure that there are good intentions, but there was just a lot of forethought yes. that was not not there that needed to be there because. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Yep, 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 yep. Well, that brings an end to this episode. Uh, so let's close out with our patented lightning round, not actually patented, as we talk about some other news headlines that happened this week that we want to make sure that you're in the know about. So, I'm sparing our listeners 30 minutes of me talking nonstop about the next <laughs> Destiny 2 expansion, The Witch Queen, releasing on February 2nd, 2022. Nor where I regale everyone about the exciting 30-year anniversary Bungie DLC, which is bringing, among other things, a new dungeon and the beloved Gallerhorn from Destiny 1 this December. 
I promise. I'm not gonna keep talking about that. No, nope, nope, nope. So, anyways. Uh, Deadline reported that the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home racked up an all-time viewership record of 355.5 million global views in its first 24 hours. For reference, the previous uh, world record holder was Adventures Endgame, which had 289 million views. So that, that's just an entire magnitude of views more. It's wild. Babysitter's Club Season 2 is coming out on Netflix this October. Be excited for that. The first uh, season was surprisingly good and I recommend it heavily. And then finally, Metroid Dread is coming out much sooner than I expected as the latest trailer from Nintendo came out with an announcement that the game would be arriving next month, kind of. October 8th. It's coming out October 8th, which is which is fun. So, if you'd like to hear our thoughts on these topics or anything else in nerd news, feel free to tweet us at BlackNerdProblems with the hashtag T-W-I-N-N. That was This Week in Nerd News. Tune in next week for more pop culture. I'm your host, Michael Snyder. And I'm your host, Victoria Vertine. And please remember to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us out. We'll catch you next week.